You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. Miss Piggy stole my necklace. This is a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Summer Camp on PoppyChuloRadio.com and iTunes exclusive. PoppyChulo Radio, pop culture on demand. I'm your host and camp director, Maurice Gatewood. Tonight on Summer Camp, we are going to explore some of Hollywood's campiest flicks, cult classic motion pictures, and fan favorite films. Please welcome my co host, the hip hop legend, and our assistant director, Dead Lee. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, what's wrong? Hey, Mama Mia, what's up? What's up? <laughs> what's, ha- okay. what's happening? That's okay. <laughs> it's however you feel. <laughs> Why? Our director of residential life, the man from the future, Legionnaire. Hello, hello, greetings, campers. Let's do this. All right. Our activity leader, the artist known as Vanetta Berry. Hello, y'all. It's, it's a Greek island. Hey, Opa, y'all. Opa. And serving up hot and spicy, Mr. Derek Anthony. On the menu tonight, sweet tea fried chicken. All because right, let's... things that taste great by themselves don't necessarily go together. <laughs> and that's mm, I love sweet tea. That's our hair chef talking on. And last and certainly not least, the man himself, our camp owner, Mr. Jeffrey Arus. It's very Greek. <laughs> All right. Before we begin, here's one of our campers on our PA system with a few announcements on how you can interact with us 
via social media. Thank you for the intro, and sorry for the microphone feedback. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p-c-r-summercamp. Follow us on Tumblr, summercamp-p-c-r-dot-tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Poppy Chula Radio Summer Camp and subscribe. Now, grab some popcorn and some snacks. It's time for your feature presentation. Back to you, camp counselors. Oh, not again. Sorry for the feedback. Thank you. It's time to fire up the film projector so that we can discuss 2008's Mamma Mia. Here's the official synopsis of the film. Set on a colorful Greek island, the plot serves as a background for a wealth of ABBA songs. A young woman about to be married discovers that any one of three men could be her father. She invites all three to the wedding without telling her mother, Donna, who was once the lead singer of Donna and the Dynamos. In the meantime, Donna has invited her backup singers, Rosie and Tanya. Okay. That was short and sweet. Um, I like sweet tea. Sweet tea. I like hot tea. Oh, or high tea. I like high tea. (laughs) Pop culture on demand. (laughs) So, who has seen this one before? Let's start with you, Mr. Mr. Arus. Yes, I've seen the movie many times. And I I enjoy it. It's fun. It's a mess, but like a fun mess. And I like it. Okay. Don't judge. And at... Basically, yes, that was the answer. Yes, yes. We, we, we can end the podcast now. <laughs> Camp, campers, you may return to your cabins. <laughs> that was not true shade. I was just kind of like... No, it's not the way uh, Deadly puts you in your place. Oh, no, bam. Deadly, Deadly is just like, stop talking. Shut up. Stop talking. Speaking of Deadly, had you seen this movie before? I'm scared if I should say anything. Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> Just no. A virgin. I won't yeah. say nothing else. No, no, because we're about to, we're about to, you know, we're going to get into it. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> you offended deadly. Jared? I had never, ever, ever seen this or anything like it ever before. Yes, that, that's the right answer. That, how you do it? 
that's how you do it. Mm. That's how you work in just saying no, but with a pepper. Well, you, he's the head chef, so he knows how to pepper some shade into just that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> he's got that paprika. It was short, short and nasty. <laughs> Legionnaire. Uh, I had seen the stage production, but I had never seen the film. Oh my gosh, I'm getting so excited. I'm surrounded by virgins. <laughs> How often can you say that? I know, right? <laughs> Valetta? Uh, I, too, am a virgin. I had never seen it before. Ooh. Oh and my I, god, and I sure I know sure as hell Maurice has never seen this. And I, too... You know, was deflowered this afternoon. <laughs> this uh, is amazing. By this movie. Um, okay. What's a good starting point for this? <laughs> let's go with the... Let's go with the cast. The cast. The cast. The cast. Amanda Seyfried. Um, Stellan Skarsgård. Pierce Brosnan, mm. Nancy Baldwin, Colin Firth. They're skipping over. Dominic. Meryl Streep. They got Meryl Streep down, down near the. Um, and Christine Baranski down like eighth and ninth down. But, um, okay, so we have this um, pretty much all star cast. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not familiar with um, Amanda Seyfried. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not familiar with her, so I didn't have any opinions one way or the other. I have one now, but I didn't before I watched this movie. Um, when this movie was advertised, was it really advertised as a Mel Street movie? I think it was more so advertised <laughs> as This is Mamma Mia, and you can In now see it with stars. Mm. But I mean, I think Amanda Seyfried got a lot of the top billing, though. I remember some of the commercials, and I remember seeing Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah put I kind of in the forefront. Really? Yeah. I don't know why I always, I always got the impression that they were making this like Meryl Streep and Pierce Bronson got uh, got a lot of the commercial screen time, they, and, and they should have. Well, maybe okay, not him. So, so we're on this Greek island. Yes, all and, of us together. And Amanda Seyfried is is getting mad. Her character is getting mad. I have a bad habit of doing that. Calling people, calling the characters by the role. Sophie. So Sophie's getting yes, married Sophie. to, to the um, Sky. To uh, Mr. Stark. <laughs> Played by Dominic Cooper. Yes. Ha- uh, from Preacher. And also from Iron Man. And uh, okay. a- Agent Carter. Yes. He plays wow. the father. Yep. He looked different. He was younger. I was about to say he was very young. But it was only <laughs> ten years ago. Jesus But then again, we are not... Let me not say that. I don't want something to sound racist. <laughs> but I mean, I've seen pictures of Legionnaire from 10 years ago. 
He is a time traveler. I just want you to know that. He's either a vampire or a time traveler. <laughs> or he's got a picture. Or he's got a Dorian Gray. He's pulling a Dorian Gray on you. On a flash drive. Noah Hammond's on a flash drive. <laughs> you know. Um, but, um, wow. Oh, okay. So, how many ABBA fans do we have? I don't know that I can't stand I enjoy Oh no. How many it's the whole movie, Deadly. Wait, wait, I think Derek was in first and then Deadly. Um or like I call myself a mega fan. Like I really don't know that much about the group, but I will turn some ABBA on while I'm doing other things and sing along. Okay. Deadly. Mm, the only ABBA song I could kind of deal with was that little sample Madonna used, I think. But, yeah. mm. Oh, okay. Time moves by so slowly. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never wow. been a fan of ABBA. I know there's something about that music that just brings me down. I oh, that's so funny. It brings wow. me down under. Down Deadly under, was suicidal they... after wow. watching Mamma Mia. How can money, money, money depress you? Hey. They're singing. They're singing. Depresses me. Something no, that's too it. funny. Lay, lay, lay all your love on me. You know, like that. Mm-hmm. And then you mix that... it with the two, the two most boring white guys in movies: Pierce Brosnan and Colin Firth. Oh my god. Okay, we're gonna get to that. Oh, that's too funny. We're gonna get to that. Uh, Legionnaire, do you appreciate Abba? I do. This movie reminded me how much I appreciate Abba. Because uh, I went in. Well. I went. In, I went into the, the the theater production, the Broadway production, knowing some of Abba's music, but I walked away with like a really full appreciation of where where they're placed in music history, and this movie kind of uh, brought that back for me. Vanetta, are you an Abba fan? Or do you? Or I guess I want to ask: Did you know the songs, and did you appreciate any of them? Um, I knew most of the songs and I do appreciate them. I, I was, so I was a big ABBA fan and then I almost moved to Sweden and then that was kind of, um, this surreal, like, this is where ABBA, like Mm -hmm. seeing all the places where they made this music was really awesome. So that kind of made me more of an ABBA fan, but I had never seen the movie. So this kind of like, this is interesting. It was a very interesting connection. Um, we're going to get to you uh, in a second, um, Jeffrey. Okay. Like, I could tell he's like, ask me, ask me. Um, I was sort of thinking that, so that's kind of <laughs> creepy. <laughs> but I, I will say, uh, I didn't realize how many ABBA songs I knew. And um, I did like ABBA. One of the things I did like about ABBA is their vocals were always flawless. If you would see them on like on a show or something, singing live, they sounded just exactly like the record, which is rare, which is very rare. They always sounded really good and they always sounded sort of pristine. Some of the songs, yeah, fell a little bit on the sort of cheesy side, but um, some of the um, some of the songs that 
I remember liking weren't like Dancing Queen and 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 I mean I like Dancing Queen, but they weren't some of the ones that were not as popular. I was like, that's right, that was ABBA, you know, um, which kind of made it a little bit interesting to hear them sort of singing over the track sometimes, like they would put the track underneath them singing. Um, yeah, it was weird. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a little strange. Um, Are but, you talking about uh, in the movie? Yeah, I think they did. They did that to make it seem like more real like some movies do that so it seems as if they are singing live like they'll have them sing live um while they're shooting it instead of like fully lip-syncing and so they'll they'll dub some of it with the pre-recorded track the studio quality and then they'll include some of the live vocals to make it seem i don't know they i guess they make they 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 do it to make it seem a little bit more natural i think it's a little weird too. Sometimes well, I, it makes I, sense, but sometimes it's it is a little distracting. Well, I know I know you're, you're thinking like they did that with the Measure of too. Like yeah. they had sing and it wasn't that successful. But I mean, which to me kind of made it sound sometimes made it sound like karaoke a little bit. <laughs> um, but let's talk about the singers. Let's talk about singing. Um, did it take away that some of the people weren't really good singers? Yes. Or did it make like, or did, yes. or did it like make it more realistic? No, it took away. Yeah. I remember reading a review uh, when this first came out in theaters, and I 100 percent agree with it. They said that Pierce Brosnan sounded like a water buffalo. Mm, that was. <laughs> and I don't know what a water buffalo sounds like, but I imagine Pierce Brosnan singing. <laughs> That was going to be the highlight of tonight's episode, which you already went there, so. Okay. I was watching the movie. I had to stop it and text somebody and say, Pierce Brosnan should never sing. Yeah. Fortunately, he doesn't have that many songs. Or that Um, many lines. There you go. Uh, But, yeah, oh, my God. God, like, no bueno. Like, it's just... And, and, like, there's at one point when they're singing um, SOS. And he starts singing. And um, Meryl Streep reacts. And she has this horrified look in her face. But she's reacting to what he's saying. But in my mind, she's reacting to his singing. <laughs> she probably was. Yeah, she's like, why are you singing even, to me even, like that? Even, even Meryl Streep is not that good an actress. <laughs> It's, it's no like boy, he, no, no boy, no. So, so, here's the thing. Here's my thing. I like Abba's music. I like Pierce Bronson. I like Meryl Streep. Do you also There's like Pierce Brosnan? If you don't yeah, keep calling him Bronson. Bronson, Bronson. Let me feel. I like all of these individual pieces, but then they got thrown together in this pot, and it just tasted horrible. Oh gosh. I'll say Pierce and Stellan probably had the worst voices. Everyone else, Mm -hmm. in my opinion at least, were decent. I think Amanda had a really great singing voice, and Meryl I was actually surprised by. I was scared she was going to sound like really bad, and some songs were with her and some songs don't but overall i was more impressed than not with meryl streep singing well she can 
carry a tune. Yes. Um, she does sing in Postcards from the Edge. Okay. And she Into the Woods. And, in, and Into the Woods. She yes. does sing in Prairie Home Companion. Um, I think this was the movie that Trump was talking about when he said Meryl Streep was overrated. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I don't wow. like Donald Trump. I think you're right. You know what? I, I didn't. I personally I, did not have a problem with any any of the singing. I, even I Pierce. Well, Pierce Brosnan can't sing, but I didn't expect any of them to sound like ABBA. So, well, there's I that wasn't, too. I wasn't. I wasn't particularly bothered by the fact that Pierce Brosnan can sing. I didn't expect Pierce Brosnan to be able to sing. So that was that was no surprise. So it was all pretty serviceable to me. I mean, I would never want to hear him try to sing again. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, I, you know, I thought I, maybe I, 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 I've definitely heard worse. I thought maybe we would get a surprise like when um, Mel Gibson sang in Pocahontas, you know, or something like that. No, we did, we did not. <laughs> Wishful thinking. I actually, and y'all are gonna probably be shocked, but I actually like Meryl Streep's voice better than Amanda Seyfried's voice. Oh, look at that. Yeah, because it was, it was strong, you know, it was strong and it, yeah. wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't perfect, but it was strong. I mean, Amanda Seyfried, okay, I'm giving out... No flavor, though. I had no flavor. Come on. It was a little one, it was a little one kind of timbre, you know what I mean? Mm. One note. Kind of heavy, but but Amanda's voice kind of was a little squeaky for me. I just, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but I am going to say, acting-wise, I'm going to have to give Amanda Seyfried the Leah uh, Rochelle Award for... Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm an actress, and I'm in a movie, and I'm acting. You know, it was... I, she was just... Oh, <laughs> poor Sophie. That. She was giving me that. I'm in a movie and I'm acting. I'm an actress. It's like, okay, we believe you. It's like, we believe you, okay? Just just be the character, okay? I I really, she bothered me. I don't know what it was, but she really, really annoyed me. Well, to be honest, as much as I love this movie, there really isn't much of a story there. I mean, it is a two-hour musical episode of Maury, who's the daddy. Yeah. Right. Right. Because the story that is there is really kind of jacked up. Yeah, and and the whole thing doesn't make any sense with the cast. Mm. Because if you think about it, Donna Meryl Streep got kicked out of her mother's house because she had a baby basically out of wedlock and because she was too young. So Mm. that means, I'm going to guess, she had to have been like 17. And if Sophie is 20, that means Donna is supposed to be 37. And I love me some Meryl Streep. And Meryl Streep can play anything. She's played a man. She's played an old person. She cannot play 37 when she's in her like late 50s. When she's clearly older. This, this movie has revealed Meryl Streep's 
shortcomings as an actress. <laughs> she can't pretend that Pierce Brosnan can sing, and she cannot play a thirty-seven-year-old woman. Yeah, even though, even <laughs> and like everyone, else, like her. I would assume that her backup singers are supposed to be around her age. I would assume mm-hmm. that maybe the men could have been a couple years older than her, but it, like the math is really fucked up with the ages and stuff and that always takes me out of it because i'm like no no it's not adding up <laughs> the other what did you guys- that part was that mm. she she didn't have she had got pregnant she didn't have a place to stay somehow she connected with what's the guy with the boat scar's oh. character Connected Mo, with his auntie, uh, Bill. Bill, Bill. Yeah. Connects with her, and that's how she ends up with the villa. Shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, did you hint that this could be his baby, and it happened to be blonde? So she believed it because he says he. There's this one part where he goes, "Wait, I had an aunt named Sophie." Yeah, and I heard and she that. Owned, she owned this villa. Mm-hmm. She owned this villa at one point. And then she was like, yeah, oh. Sophie gave this villa to my mother. Wait, and this I always villa heard... is only for family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It took the guys in this a really long time to figure out why they were there. They would, I mean, <laughs> why would they have even come? I don't know. I, just the whole premise that they would even come. You know, and I haven't heard from this woman for at least twenty ish <laughs> years. Years, right? We had like a you know a sexy time on an island because <laughs> like Sam was really the only one that she actually had like a love affair with. Um, right. Bill was basically like her. Um, what do you call it when you try to get over someone? Rebound. rebound. Your rebound. Okay. Bill was the rebound, and and Harry. Uh, he was still trying to discover himself, so, you know. She was his beard. Yes, she was trying to, <laughs> right. like, you know, well, help him figure it out. Harry made out better than anybody. <laughs> if you ask me. He got him a nice Greek boy. Yeah, yeah. a nice young Greek boy. Yeah. Harry gonna be alright. So, carry on, carry on, Jeffrey. I didn't mean to... Yes. No, but yeah, so, I mean, the storyline is very weird. So, and her yeah. And Meryl Streep's character is just not a good person. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, yeah, if you think about her actions, because she really doesn't want this wedding to happen. She doesn't want the wedding to happen. She wants her daughter to stay. She wants her daughter to sacrifice herself to stay there to help her with this place that is that is falling over. The girl just wants answers about who her daddy is. She's all caught up in her own personal feelings about you don't need a father, you got me. Bitch, who the fuck are you? You don't have a penis. <laughs> um, you know, and yeah, the girl probably shouldn't have snuck behind her back and did X, Y, Z, but did you really give her a choice in the matter? I love it. I love and how he just broke it down psychologically. <laughs> I had a lot of time to think about this while I was trying not to listen to them sing Abba songs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, oh, uh, Maurice, you never asked me the question, but uh, 
I was not that familiar with ABBA's music before seeing Mamma Mia. I think the only two songs that I had ever heard was like Dancing Queen and Waterloo. And it wasn't until I saw this movie that I realized, as Deadly was saying, that Madonna sampled. uh, Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, but I did enjoy the songs. And it made me go back and listen to ABBA and uh, Legionnaire hooked me up with the Megamix. So, Christine Baranski... Fantastic. Uh, is a, is a, we were talking about her a few weeks ago. And um, too bad that uh, Damien is not here tonight. Um, but she was one of those actresses that I described as having one note, but it's a high note, where some one-note actresses don't have a high note. Like, we've seen this character from, from her before, but I thought she was really good. I mean, she's yeah. a Broadway actress, and she sings, she dances, you know, she's done Broadway. She's flexible stuff. as fuck. And it shows, <laughs> you know, and it shows. Um, I thought the... I thought these two supporting characters added something. Mm-hmm. Mm. It also um, showed that the daughter didn't fall that far from, you know, the apple didn't fall that fall that far from the tree because her friends were basically echoes of Donna's friends. Yeah, but they yeah. weren't interesting. They weren't interesting. Oh, at well, all. there you go. They were not interesting at all. I'm sorry. Believing that saved this movie was Tanya and Rosie. I, love, yeah, I did like Ta- Tanya and Rosie. Yeah, Tanya and Rosie were were more interesting, I think, yes. even than, than everybody else. And, and Rosie Pepper. Like, I did like Pepper, too. Oh, Pepper. And Rosie looked like uh, Billie Jean King. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> she yeah. did. Did anyone yeah. know who she was? Nope. I had no, no idea. Who, who was? She played, Pepper. She played Pepper. the Weasley's oh. mother, Mo- Molly Weasley. Yeah, yeah. Julie Walters. And, and she was so, like... Dow down in this. I was just like, ah, uh, I don't. I didn't like. I couldn't place her. I was really disturbed by her. And oh my and then she gosh. Did the last number where she's like, basically, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, chance, chance. Get take a chance on me, and ah, uh, she's like, ah, uh, I don't really like that. And then I was like, but I loved her in all the Harry Potters. Oh. It's just really, I didn't. I, I like Rosie. Really I love when she falls in the water. It kills me every time, and I always know it's coming. The thing that got me with her character was I thought that she was going to be a lesbian. <laughs> oh and, my gosh! Well, I mean, one of the one of the guys because <laughs> she was out, you know, One of the guys turned up, and she did. She was uh, she was going to be kind of she was know. giving you butch queen realness. She was giving you just but, butch realness, not butch queen. Well, <laughs> well there you she go. Was, she was giving you. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, what's it called? It was giving you uh, Bill was giving you Butch Queen wellness, um, but yeah. So I think they stole the show a little bit. Um, I couldn't figure out if the daughter was supposed to like Amanda. I'm gonna pick on her a little bit. So Amanda Seyfried, I don't know where she's from. I looked it up. I looked up everybody on. Uh, Wikipedia, but my brain didn't want to remember. Yes, where she's, she's from. American. I mean, she's American. She, from she's Pennsylvania, American. Allentown. Yeah. Okay, so why was she giving you this kind of 
almost um, American Empire sort of dialect, almost. You know what I American mean, That was her attempt to be to, for a Greek accent. It was horrible. It was horrible. No, I don't think she's supposed to have. The I think Greek she's supposed to be having an American accent. Yeah, she, so I think affected. she's supposed to be American. Donna Do is what, American, I think, too. Do you know what um, what American Empire is? It's like that dialect that Catherine uh, Hepburn and people uh, okay. American, where they almost sounded British, but they weren't, you know. But it was almost like they had this almost faded English accent, almost in important. Some of her scenes. Like yes, exactly, exactly. And for some of her scenes, I thought she was trying to give that. I was like, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't try to, don't try to do her accent. Just, just, you know, it was something about her in this movie that I felt like, because she is, I guess, a stage actress, I guess, and. Some people are good at sort of knowing that you can't be that way in a movie. I think it was Catherine Hepburn, speaking of Catherine Hepburn, who said, you know, when she first started doing movies, she would talk like she was on the stage and all this. Stuff. And they had to tell her, oh, no, no, baby, we got microphones. And, you know, <laughs> I sometimes feel like actresses or actors that do both, some are good at switching it up for movies in stage, but some of them just kind of bring this kind of, you know, like they just stepped out of a, a high school production of Guys and Dolls. You know, and, you know, that's what I was saying. She's kind of was giving you, oh, I'm in the movie and I'm acting. You know, I just felt like whenever she was on stage, you know, on film, that's what it felt like. The accent uh, that always confused me was Pierce Brosnan. I was like, is he supposed to be American? Is he supposed to be British, but then I was like, we already have a Brit, we have a Swede, so I guess he was supposed to be Irish, um, American. I don't know, like an American of Irish descent. Like, I never, I, that was I didn't understand him. But he's Scottish, right? I don't know. Is it is it Is he Scottish? I don't know. I no, he's Irish. I, I just looked at him. He's Irish. Oh, okay. I, I just okay. So let's talk about the guys. What, did anybody really care who the father was? Yes. Okay. Who did you think it was? Gonna be? <laughs> well, I feel that the only logical choice is Bill. Right. Yeah. That's the one that makes the most sense. She's got. He's the only blonde. She's got the blonde because of the whole. You know, my family member left it to someone who is family. So oh, it's you. So okay, you're the daughter. But then everybody he's else was like, "Oh no, you're my daughter," and I'm like, "What?" I thought so because he, you know, and he gave her, he's the one that gave her the advice, like, you know, your life is an adventure or something. You know, it, he, he seemed, and he seemed the most kind of laid back, you know, down to earth. But of course, she wanted to be the, the good looking, you know, um, you know, pulled together type father, which was kind of creepy. It's like, you don't pick your you, you're trying to pick your dad on you think it's, you know, the most attractive in a way, you know, when when any of them could be. She naturally thought that was Pierce. You know. <laughs> you know, but um, I thought it was him too. And I thought they were actually going to reveal it. I thought they were actually going to reveal it, but um, they cheated. 
they didn't. Did anybody else think it was someone, one of the other guys? I didn't care. <laughs> That's I, probably I the tried. right answer. I really did. I really tried to care, but I didn't because so many people in this movie were awful. I just didn't care. Let's talk, not that I'm saying, well, since we're on the subject of awful, I, I, was, I don't want it to come off like that, but I do want to talk about her little fiancé. Oh, okay, Sky. Did Sky? Did they not have any chemistry at None all? At all. <laughs> I was like, okay. They actually were in a relationship, or they got into a relationship. I think after the movie or while filming. That might be mm. why. Well, there you, you go. Know how they, they say couples are never, you know, like uh, like uh, when uh, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were. In, Julie. Well, Julie was bad for other reasons. They they often say that couples that are involved aren't aren't good on screen together sometimes. But I I just think these two I don't know I don't really see Mitch match on screen at least. I don't know what his background is. Whether he I couldn't tell whether he was really a good singer or not. It was very. It was just. I was confused by his character. <clears throat> like I, I, I didn't get a sense that I, I kind of thought he had more sense than she did, though. Well, yeah. You know, but. Um. I understood her. Her. I understood her wanting to find her father inviting the guys their wedding seemed very casual so i didn't seem like i didn't understand why he was sort of like angry that she invited these three people you know it wasn't like oh we're paying 200 dollars a plate no <laughs> you know I, I, you know to, to feed everyone you know it, it seemed very casual anyway um but i just didn't i didn't get their relationship it just seemed like, okay, this is a plot point. We're going to put this, you know, in the movie. Um, so, you know, to kind of jump, be the jump off for, for this this shenanigans to begin. But I never got any real sense that they were, that they had any chemistry or that. That was just so unbelievable. What did anybody think of... Um, Pepper and, any of and the, Tanya? The, the supporting cat, huh? I said Pepper and Tanya. I just... You know they had sex, right? Who? Pepper and Tanya. Pepper and Tanya. Pepper and Tanya. Yeah, she was like, let's not talk about last night. Last Um, night was just a one-time thing. And then she does well, that thing where she like gets on her knees and it looks like she's giving him head. Oh, well, that was so good. And then it's just a, a towel tie. She makes like a diaper. Lord. What'd you guys think of the bartender? That's Pepper. That's Pepper. Oh, that's Pepper. Yes, that's I do that's... hate that the only black person with dialogue amongst the sea of white people is called Pepper. Isn't that interesting? 
<laughs> for any other movie, maybe, probably for this one, not so much. Okay. There was the other the dancer, the other dancer. Yeah, there was oh, a, there was a, another black male dancer, and I remember during Voulez-vous, there I saw a black female dancer, who I guess is one of the bachelorette party girls. But I was like, okay, well, it's it's very Greek. You know, I just Pepper just didn't. It was something very odd about Pepper. Deadly, talk to us about Pepper. Yeah. Daily, daily. From what show? <laughs> pepper, you talking about? Pe- pe- pepper from the. Pe- I think you like Pepper because he looked Aboriginal or something. You got a thing against Aborigines? <laughs> no. What's pepper, up with that? Pepper didn't look like Pepper. I didn't say I said. I just wasn't convinced by his character. I say not about how he looked. Do you think not they had sex, Deadly? Well, well, that's what was inferred that Tanya and him had sex, and she's like, "You can't handle an older woman like me. She's a milf." <laughs> oh and, my gosh! <laughs> but he was trying. I like the little their little number. That's about the only number I really liked was that little number they had on the beach. I thought that was cute. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> see how see how Deadly does. I say nothing about. What Pepper look like? Mm. <laughs> Yo, that, he looked average. He looked average. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what Pepper is. Pepper might be like these. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. My highlights is giving me, giving me a. Uh, Pepper had a cute smile. I like me some Pepper. Mm. Oh, oh, it was. Oh, you were being defensive. That's what it was. Oh. oh. <laughs> Gotta defend his boo thing. He was, getting, he was getting salty over Pepper. Oh, I see what you did there. That was funny, huh? that was funny. No one else got it, but I I see what you did. <laughs> so no, but Pepper could dance. Pepper did his little you know, dance. This movie to me was like in three parts. Like the first the first act, I was kind of like into it. I'm like, all right, let's see what happened. I, I liked seeing Tanya and Rosie getting, you know, where they're going. And even the three guys on the ship, I was like, where are they going? And I was checking out, you know, Sophie's over there waiting on somebody and even Meryl doing her thing for a minute. But then the middle part, oh my God. Just, I was just, just over Meryl tripping about these three guys and leave the island and don't leave the island and this and that. And then the last part was actually good. The last 30 minutes I enjoyed. Mm, like once that. they got into the church, once they got into the church, like after Meryl's stupid song where she's going up the church. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. she was late. Oh, yeah, she lay. And then, but Talking once the sabotage. wedding started. Because everything was about her. Yeah, once Ooh. the wedding started. And after Ooh. the wedding. <laughs> good. Mm. Good He's getting into the psychology of it. I love it. Yeah, after the wedding, once 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 the guy and the girl uh, Sophie and who, what's the Sky, or whatever his name is. But well, they didn't get married anyway. Sky, yeah, yeah. When they said, you know, we're let's not get married. After that, then then the whole movie just connected. Everyone just had fun. It was party time. It was, you know, they let their hair down. Colin got his gay on. It was just, you know, I was then it was kind of fun. 
Can we talk about Where the she musical? Took her daughter's wedding. Oh God. <laughs> that well, it's <is> weird. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sweetheart. That was so Pierce sad. Brosnan's idea, married, though. But yeah, let's go ahead and get married. Let's use this wedding anyway. We already had have the the venue booked. Right. <laughs> you know how difficult that's... it is to book that church all the way at the top of the mountain. But that's been done in movies before, though. Mm. Didn't that happen in a Tyler? One of the Tyler Perry movies even did that. Yeah, when Madea oh, goes to jail. Off that. Mm. Yeah. Can we talk about the musical numbers? Okay. I thought. Uh, go ahead. You start. I there is something I do want to say about the musical numbers. Okay. Well, the first thing that I want to say is I love how they turned Meryl Streep into Biggie Smalls during Money, Money, Money. <laughs> because she was, on, <laughs> she was on the yacht, very Biggie Smalls-ish. I expect her to start singing Biggie, 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 Can't You See? Like, that, it was, that was spectacular. Um, I think my favorite musical number was Dancing Queen because I liked how they turned it into, like, um, a, a girl power number. And, uh, like, the whole, like, all the women in on the island, uh, you know, sort of, like, joined. And I, I thought that was really well done. And, um, like, a part of me, like, really likes Super Trooper. Just for its, like, cheesiness. Mm. Yeah. I was, you know... As far as production numbers go, I thought some of the production numbers looked a little eh. Except for Christine Baranski's number. Does your mother know? I liked her number. Yeah, that one was really good. It was good. It was choreographed well. Some of the other, some of the other ones, just the, the choreography just looked kind of random. And then the cutaways... And it was the same people, those same creepy hmm. people that were always there. I was like, why? Well, because they, they were supposed to be a, the yeah, Greek chorus. It was that nosy ass little town they, that oh, they gosh. were in. They were they supposed to be the Greek chorus. Like sometimes they're they are there, but they're not there in a sense. Because if you remember during the Mamma Mia number, she was like trying to open the latch, but she couldn't. And then all of a sudden, one of the Greek chorus people opens it up for her, and then she's like, she's looking around like, how did that happen? Mm -hmm. And then they blow on her, and and she, they. They blow on her, and she, and she falls down. So sometimes they weren't there. They were just sort of like the Greek, like a Greek chorus would in like a, a Greek play. Mm. But in a in a Greek, like the Greek chorus in a Greek play pushes the plot along. Well, they push like there. They, they blew they, there too. Well, I, you know, I was just saying, as far as the production goes, like some of the production numbers, the the choreography seemed random, and then it was like cutaway photography, like the kind of cutaway, like they used to do in music videos where you, you wouldn't see everything, you know, like money, money, money. I mean, if, you, if you do a production number, then you need to be able to see the choreography. Yeah, yeah that is true. Mm -hmm. I did like during Dancing Queen when Rosie and her crotch. That kills me every time, too. Like, I always know it's coming, but when she, her crotch squeaks on the banister, <laughs> I love it. I just love it. Oh, my goodness. Lordy, lordy, lordy. What about everybody else? The good and the bad. I'd love to hear what it, like, the worst musical number, too. Mm. Well, the ones that didn't work for me 
were the one I mean some of it the way it was set up like it just reminded me of like karaoke night you know what I mean I was like <laughs> not I didn't I wasn't expecting voices like you know I, I wasn't expecting great voices but I think maybe they should have kind of worked with it in the studio a little bit to I don't know it, I, I think a, a, I think a bad not a bad voice but a voice that's kind of quirky like we've done some like when we did bed knobs and broomsticks and you know Angela Lesber has always had like a quirky voice and it can be endearing but there's a difference between like quirky and bad singing mm-hmm. you know and sometimes that did kind of take me out of it a little bit. Like, it, it would take me out <laughs> of, the, of the movie. I didn't fast forward through any of the songs, but, you know, I... <laughs> I do I did, when I, I rewatch. You know, I don't know if it would have been better to have some of them, like, dubbed with somebody else singing. I don't know. Yep. Well, Pierce Brosnan, of course. Um, Everybody. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't go wow. that far. Again, these are songs that I like. And yeah. every time somebody started singing, my ear just hurt. And it was like, oh my gosh. I have well, a song, and it just doesn't sound right. I can't really fuck with that. You, you spoke <laughs> about about um, Sophie not having any chemistry with Sky. I thought yes. the mother-daughter chemistry was really good between um, Meryl and, and Sophie. Because I like, like, I like slipping through my fingers, and and I mm-hmm. liked, like, their the combination of their voices when they sang together. I thought that worked. That's a pretty song, and I mm-hmm. did like, I did like that moment. Because um, it looked like they used like B roll of them just like painting each other's nails and stuff, which mm-hmm. it was yeah. kind of neat to see. Yeah, that was a nice song. I like the way, I actually did like the way that Meryl delivered that song yeah um, it felt very real legionnaire actually i kind of want to ask you since you've seen the stage version obviously yeah. it's not the same as like being on an actual greek island but like comparing the stage version to the movie like what's your take on that um well as, as i said in in past um broadcasts i'm usually really not a fan of of these things being turned into movies but this was one that actually well for me anyway actually worked in a lot of ways i mean the only thing that the only problem with turning this stage production into a into a movie is that it ex- it really exposes the plot holes yeah uh whereas in a musical you can kind of gloss over that because the production numbers are so are so much fun you know that the story becomes incidental, and then it's not such a big deal. But when you mm. when you're doing this, when you're turning it into a movie, then the story really does need to make a lot more sense in a lot of things. So those little things that might have been not so noticeable on stage were very noticeable in the movie. Now, this movie was filmed on location. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. I'm gonna ask Vanetta, was your artist's eyes 
did they waste their money? Because I mean, it was like yes, it was it was a nice location, but it didn't seem to me like it couldn't have been recreated somewhere else. Like I, I didn't see on the sound stage somewhere. Yeah, not as even a sound stage, but even in in another beachy area that wasn't in you know like it, it just. Like if you're gonna use like a scene like like when they film Lord of the Rings, they go to New Zealand or somewhere like that, you know, where where they can't get vistas and views like that. But this, I don't think they use the, I don't think they use the location to their full benefit. How did you feel about how it was, uh, how how it was styled and 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 how it was presented, uh, Vanetta? And, and before Vanetta answers, just just to give a little information, it was shot actually in Greece. Yeah. Okay, so to me, I felt that the way the little the way the areas felt very cramped in certain areas, and then then there was the beach and the wide open spaces seemed very Greek. It seemed very like very much very authentic and that's something that you may not have gotten with um a location shoot that was somewhere else that was supposed to have been Greece. I I was okay with that and you know, hey, if I were a director, I would definitely insist on shooting on location so that I can go have a <laughs> vacation that is paid yeah. for by the production company. Because it's, it was beautiful. It was probably cold as fuck. No, they, I think they. I think I read they shot it in the summer. But I don't know what Greece is like in the summer. It's still cold. Uh-huh. I went to. Um, I went to Austria, and they were there were some kids there from Greece, and they were saying, "Yeah, this feels like home. It's so hot, and it was seventy six degrees, and these people were sweating." Oh, wow. I was like, baby, that's not hot. That's not hot at all. <laughs> Do we think that was like a real hotel? Or, or were those homes that they made look like a hotel type of thing? Well, hotels are different yeah. over there. Like, so it's not like when we think of a hotel, we think of something nice. You know, with room service and stuff like that. What they call a hotel is usually called, it's what we call a, bed like a guest house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a bed breakfast, bed something breakfast, like that. Yeah. Where it's some, you know, it's a house that has extra rooms and sinks in each of the rooms. And that's kind of what lends itself to other people staying there. And, you know, it was literally a house that was big enough to rent out rooms that's basically Mm -hmm. what it was she had a lot of staff though Mm -hmm. i thought that was kind of impressive for it being like very run down and her complaining about not having money and not accepting the money from money she had too many people working well there you go but i love how she needs money and you've got rich friends who are willing to give you the money to like help (laughs) you won't take it and you won't take it like come on donna like you're you're wanting a rich man to sweep into town and pick you off your feet. It's not going to happen when you're 37 or your real age. <laughs> you're awful. <laughs> you're awful. How dare you, Poppy? I know, right? Well, 
we have reached that point of the show where we look and see what awards this movie has uh, won. So I'm going to go kind of rapid fire because it's just a lot of them. Golden Globes nominee for Best Picture, Golden Globes nominee for Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture or Comedy or Musical, Mel Streep, of course. BAFTA Awards uh, for Best British Film nominee. Uh, another Anthony Asquith Award for Film Music. Work it out, Anthony Asquith. Um, Call Foreman Award for the Most Promising Newcomer, uh, Judy Kramer. Oh, <laughs> she was a producer. Ooh, snap. I thought it was, <laughs> they wasn't for a man to see free. And AARP Movies for Grown Ups Awards. I love that. Yes. Best Supporting Actress, Christine Baraski and Julie Walters. Yes. Get it, ladies. She deserves that. She does. Yes. Uh, we AARP they were, them. They were winners for Best Supporting Movies for Grown Ups Award. Breakaway Accomplishment, Pierce Brosnan was a winner. Uh, and then a bunch of other. There's an yeah. Alliance of Women, Women Film Journalists. Um, Amanda Awards Norway. It was a, just a, a bunch, a bunch of. Yeah. I read that the ARP awards were given out at the blockbuster that Vanetta used to work <laughs> at. Vanetta was handing out the awards. That was me. So we are going to go into some of our camp. Awards. All right. Who was the ingenue? Oh, I have the perfect answer for this. Okay. <laughs> so you got to close your 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 eyes and remember, during Dancing Queen, there's a scene with a woman carrying a lot of wood, and then she tosses the wood to the side and she says, "Oh yeah." <laughs> and and that makes her an ingenue. She is the ingenue, that old lady. <laughs> and, and that, you know what? And I, and I will bag Poppy up on that. <laughs> yes. I, ever, I loved her ever since the first time I saw her in the movie. I was like, why couldn't she have been in more scenes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I always think of an ingenue as someone who's just, who's just sort of a scene. She, I don't think she has ever been in anything. So that was her breakout role. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm sorry, Pepper. You will not be the ingenue. Oh, oh, well, Pepper can they can share. <laughs> mm. Pe- Pepper and 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 Bill's boyfriend talk about beautiful <laughs> ingenues. <laughs> well, they were pretty, that's for sure. He, he was pretty. His um, name is Petros. Yes, huh? Petros. Actually, his name was Pepper, and she was white. Made them salt and pepper. Mm. That's what I kept thinking the whole time. <laughs> I thought somebody was gonna make that joke, but they never did. Does your mother no, know? They, they were having a hard enough time with the jokes that they had written, written for the movie. Who was the biggest douche? Oh, I don't no, want to say it. I was about to say Donna too. Nope. Yeah, she was. She yeah. was. Yeah, she was kind of douchey. Yeah, and she took like five minutes to run up the mountain while she's singing my favorite was that like she's running up the mountains and he's like right behind her but yet she made it to the top of the mountain but he had to wait to be on like a little piece of rocks to scream 
Donna! <laughs> what was the Good Ship Lollipop most saccharine sweet moment? Slipping through my fingers. Mm. My three dads. <laughs> oh, yeah, when they I'll all stood up. I'll be a third of your dad. Yeah. I'll be a third of your Really? Oh, yes. Mm. I'll take a dad. I'll take a dad. Mm. What, was the best, what was the best musical number? For me, for me, it was Christine Baraski's number uh, with all the guys on the beach, and they were all laid out when she got down. Does your mother know? But yeah, wait, you was... said you didn't like Pepper. Now you like Pepper all of a sudden. Who? I didn't say it. I said all the guys on the beach. <laughs> oh, except out. Pepper. Okay. I said, except Pepper. <laughs> I will. I will pass the Pepper. Okay. <laughs> for me, it was. Um, the one during the ending credits because that meant the movie was over. Oh my gosh. Hater. Oh lord. Okay. You're no fun. We've sat through your movies before. <laughs> what? Wait, no, no. I didn't I get mine. Queen. I'm going to say Dancing Queen, Queen too. I, yeah. I thought it was beautifully Dancing shot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the crotch yes. squeaking. Okay. Mm. What was the worst musical number? Oh, um, SOS. Yeah, I didn't like that. And um, um, the one where he's giving the toast. Mm. Whatever it's called. The winner. No, that. What was that winner one? Take- no, that was the winner takes no. it all. When all is said and done. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to give this uh, Papi Chulo uh, rating on a scale from 1 to 10 marshmallows. Let's start with you, Mr. Pepper Lover. Well, like I said, there's like three different movies in one that the beginning was like, okay, the middle really sucked. And then the ending I loved. So I'm probably going to just give it five. Okay. Five yellow bricks. Oh no, five <laughs> five marshmallows. Ease on down the road, Deadly. <laughs> Take a chance on me. <laughs> Let's go to Vanetta Berry. Huh. Um, first time seeing it. Um I was a little disturbed by the storyline. A little bit of slut shamey and uh, it's just weird. I tried to stop being realistic about it and, and enjoy the ABBA, but they kept ruining the ABBA with the story. And ABBA was nice. I like ABBA. I like, I would have liked to have the storyline be a little bit more um, connecting to ABBA. It was just like, Oh, we got these songs. Let's write this sloppy story around it. And that made me sad. So maybe the stage production is better, but the movie kind of left me feeling less than. So I'm going to give it five marshmallows. Okay. So you're saying the story was an aberration. Don't quit your day job. (laughs) 
All right, Legionnaire, what did you think? Um, having seen the stage production, having this to compare it to, I will still say that unlike most of these things that they turn into movies, I actually enjoyed this. I really did. I thought that the story suffered a great deal in translation, but uh, I enjoyed the music. Uh, I enjoyed the ABBA. Um, I enjoyed Christine Baranski. I mean, I'm I'm happy to see her do anything because she she amuses me whatever she's in. She, like you said, that one note she does she does well for me. So I can I can watch it again and again. And and I, even though I had issues with Meryl Streep's character, I did like her in this movie. I really did. So I give it, um, I'll give it eight marshmallows. Mm. Wow. Okay, um, Mr. Roos. Thought you were gonna save the best for last. <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm excited. Oh, I know exactly who you mean. Yes, they're they're stewing on a pot of yellow bricks. Okay, I enjoy this movie, and I enjoy this movie because it is a bit of a mess. Like th- the storyline is non-existent and the very little that's there is very stupid the the singing some of it i think is is really good some of it's okay and some of it is atrocious like i've seen this movie many times and i do fast forward through some of the musical numbers because some of them are no bueno i think the location was beautiful like i kind of want to visit greece now because I i thought it was shot beautifully there and um i just think it's a fun movie like for me meryl streep elevated the movie immensely even though like her age does not make sense with donna's age (laughs) sorry meryl but i can't picture anybody else playing donna now like she completely sold it for me no matter what her um judgment was because that i don't necessarily agree with and 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 her own sort of persnickety um just uh behavior and attitude i really like donna and i was completely sold with meryl streep's portrayal of donna she really grounds the movie and yet elevates it as well and and i think she brought out the best in her co-stars and uh loved christine baranski both uh tanya tanya and um and rosie were fantastic and are always awesome to see on the screen when they're in uh, scenes in the movie so with all of that said and done because of the the little flaws that it does have i can't give it a perfect score so i'm gonna give it a solid nine like um jumbo sized uh marshmallows because they're ooey gooey and kind of messy kind of like the movie Mm. all right well, I uh, oh, and I also loved seeing Meryl Streep play Biggie Smalls during Money, Money, Money. <laughs> that, well, that's 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 that, man. Um, I kind of didn't like this movie. <laughs> I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I kind of didn't like it. I don't. Well, probably just because it was it was a it was a mess, but. To me, not in the fun way, kind of a mess. And I actually can kind of look past some of the bad singing. 
it just didn't hold together for me. And and then it it was so blown up in the press, like, oh my God, this is like, you know, so awesome. And then I finally, I see it. And I didn't, believe it or not, I did not go into it with, with any kind of, like, I want to hate this. Until I started, you know, getting, I, I just think they could have found um, a better young actress to play the, the Sophie part and just taking a little bit more time with, with, with kind of pulling it together. Because I think it could, I think it is a fun movie in some ways. Um, you know, my eyes didn't bleed, but I still had a hard time with it. So that being said, um, while it won't get a Vanetta Bear Burnt Stick Award, I can only muster maybe four marshmallows. Wow, that's even better than I thought, considering <laughs> all of the... Well, it, you know, as someone we know what we love, it was it was made, it was shown in the theater, and it was not showgirls, so... Well, there you go. You know. I will say to what you were saying about the press sort of blowing up the movie, I think the reason they did that is because the Broadway play is, yeah. like, it was a huge moneymaker. It was, it was like, a gigantic hit. A huge uh, hit. And I think, I don't know if it still holds up, because I think a couple other movie musicals have come out since then, but it at one point, this was, like, the number one box office movie musical of all time. Like, it made the most money. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Huh. Interesting. And so, last and certainly not least, Mr. Derek Anthony. Oh, I'm not acknowledging your hate. I'm going. (laughs) Donna Sheridan, you shady lady. I've been sitting here for the last few minutes trying to figure out. Um, someone told me I should name three positive things and three negative things. And <laughs> yeah, um, this is getting a burnt stick war for me. Um, it's like right. Slightly, maybe above Showgirls, maybe. Um, you know, we've reviewed a number of movies, and some of them have been some more artsy type films that I haven't necessarily appreciated, but I can put them a little higher because they are art films, and you may need to be in the right frame of mind. But this was just, you know, a regular box office movie that was trying to capitalize on, you know, some stuff. And so, like, at the beginning, when I said I was serving the sweet tea fried chicken, Mm because I saw that recipe today, where you actually brine chicken in sweet tea before you fry it, it, those things sound good, but not together. And this (laughs) movie was kind of that for me. You know, all of these things that were in it, 
again, there are some actors that I really liked. There was some music that I really liked. And contrary to popular belief, I do like musicals, even when they're made into movies. But this, I, I watched this in 20-minute increments because I kept saying, oh my God, is this movie still going? <laughs> so, no, it got the burnt stick, burnt and 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 dug into the ground so nobody could find it award for me. Wow. Don't need no hateration in this dancery. I you know what? I wearing <laughs> my hateration cap. You've been and, like and, spewing on a cesspool throughout float. this entire broadcast. Because I felt the disturbance in the force. Because the movie was horrible and if <laughs> And it would not have been horrible <laughs> if it had been some people that I didn't like in the movie or some music that I didn't like in the movie. But the way they kind of twisted and turned the story or what lack of story around to fit with the other songs, I was like, for real, for real? Well, that's more the musical's fault because that's what the musical yeah, is. I have not let me interject. Let me interject for a second because I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it on the head with your with your chef's mind. They had all the ingredients. Yeah, they had all the ingredients for this movie, and they. I don't think they cooked it long enough. Yeah, it wasn't. It's half baked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, again, I'm gonna go to my I'm I'm gonna go to my lowest bar, which is Showgirls. You don't expect much from Showgirls because I mean, look at the cast. Look at look at the cast. So Lead Gina Gershon out of this. It feels to dislike that movie. Because okay, I didn't expect much from you, and hey, I didn't get it. But but Mamma Mia is different because again, it has all of these wonderful elements in it. They just don't gel together well, and the sauce is fighting itself. You put it in your mouth, and it's kicking your tonsils in a horrible fashion. Mm. Wow. Well, um. <laughs> I agree. Well, I know, I know we're at the end, Maurice. But as the camp owner, I can overrule for half a second. I actually, I want to pose this question because now I'm kind of curious. Let's pretend we were casting this movie. Oh. Who would we have cast in like the main roles? Okay, it was 2008. It was 2008. Um. What? Who was? What young actress? Um, because to tell the truth, I would have maybe liked this movie to have been about the older characters and not even have had that sort of plot with the with the young people getting married and the father. I don't know. Maybe it should have been about this woman who was on this island. And decided and had this life and decided to to find the man that she this man that she had fallen in love with twenty years and you know then invited the three of them back to the island for some other reason or something. I don't know. It just 
then you'd have to rewind to the 1990s when they made the musical. Well, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, I don't know the 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 who the cast who was hot at two, in 2008. We're like yeah, not even probably. thinking about 2008. Just like who would you cast today if if they were gonna make Mamma Mia now into the movie? Who would fit? Who would fit? Mm. I would cast Jennifer Lewis as the mother. Oh my gosh, that would well, be bad. She would not would be 37 either. I would cast Jennifer Lewis as Donna. Because then at least it'd be funny. Oh, there you go. And Nia Peoples. Nicole, Nicole Kidman. It'd be Nicole Kidman, maybe. That's what? The grandmother? <laughs> Nia Peoples as Sophie. <laughs> I can see uh, Nicole Kidman as Nia Cherry as Sophie. Oh, God. Ooh. I'm confused. <sighs> oh, you you all do God. realize, though, that we give people jobs here on Summer Camp because Lauren Hutton is back after y'all spoke about her a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we did conjure her up. Yes, mm. she's modeling mom. for Calvin Klein in TV commercials. God bless her. Work out. It's all because of you kind folks at summer camp. Right. Meanwhile, Beverly Johnson and uh, Iman look the same as they did 20 years ago. And they, they, they I know, right? <laughs> but that's because we you hadn't mentioned... Well, you did mention Beverly Johnson, I think, before. But now, we've been, now Nia Peoples, I know she's waiting by the phone because we talk about her so much. I love me. Any last thoughts? Super Trooper. Mm -hmm. Love the music. Not so much the movie. And I think that says it all. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for everyone to report back to their cabins. Your bunk beds are waiting for you. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Summer Camp. Once again, here's one of our campers on our PA system with a new with a new and a few announcements on how you can interact with us via social media. Thank you for the intro. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Poppy Chula Radio Summer Camp and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash p-c-r-summercamp. Follow us on Tumblr, summercamp-p-c-r-dot-tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Now, 
Back to you, camp counselors. Thank you. We're not that my, new. My fellow camp counselors, please wish our campers and the listeners a good night. Good night, campers. Good night. Later. Here I go again. Derek Anthony, you shady lady. Good night, campers. And good night to, to all the Greeks listening to us. And especially you, our ingenue. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Good night and lights out. Uh-huh.